Hello, and welcome to the Lions Podcast number 179. My name is Matt Brown, joined each and every week by Stephen Anders. This is brought to you by BetMGM. We run down all the big picks, all the big happenings, all the big news in this crazy gambling industry of ours. And listen, we are fastly approaching NFL season. We're going to hit you with some more special bets that you can make on the NFL. We're also going to talk to our friends over at lineups.com about must draft players that you must have in your fantasy draft. Because listen, we understand, yes, you're sports betters. You're also playing fantasy in some way, shape or form. So this will give you a good idea of some players maybe that you should be targeting. And then Stephen and I will also go ahead and close things out with a little bit of thoughts on best ball. It's a new way to play fantasy football. If you haven't done it so far, we'll give you a brief over- overview of that. And then also a couple of little tips and tricks with that. First though, if you want to follow us on Twitter at Matt Brown, M two at Steven Andrus one, Steven, let's, uh, let's kick things off here. Um, real, real, real briefly. We are one week into the preseason. Any takeaways from you whatsoever that may or may not help anyone as they look to make some futures bets? Uh, nothing earth shattering. I mean, it's it's week one of the preseason, but um, I am still interested in some of these player to start week one when it comes to the quarterbacks. And um, you could still get Trey Lance at plus 300 at a lot of spots to be the, the starter week one. I think I don't know who's going to start week one for the Niners, but I think it's a lot closer to 50 50 than it is having Trey Lance at plus 300, especially with the soft schedule and the traits that he has. And also the fact that he is surrounded by an outstanding supporting cast with a head coach and Kyle Shanahan that can kind of mold him and, and kind of ease him in to the offense. And I think they've seen enough of Jimmy G at this point. They gave up two future first round picks to get Trey Lance. So um, other than that, I mean, I still don't think Justin Fields is going to start week one, even though that there there isn't an incumbent in Chicago. Andy Dalton's just as new to that offense and the playbook as Justin Fields is, but I don't think you want to trot Justin Fields out week one against the Los Angeles Rams and, and Aaron Donald. So, uh, and the last one, Mac Jones, to me, there there have been some some former Patriots turned radio analysts that have said that they think Mac Jones is going to start week one. You could still get that around plus 200 right now. And I go back to what I've said all offseason, Matt, and it's been a bit of a hot take based on the odds, but you have to run two totally different offenses with with Cam Newton in the game versus when Mac Jones is in the game. And the Patriots went out and spent a treasure trove worth of to get new free agents in there on this offense. And I just think that the talent of these first round quarterbacks is as advertised and it doesn't make much sense to run a different offense with Cam Newton than what you're going to run with Mac Jones. Just put him in there and let him start getting some experience in that offense. So that that's kind of where I stand with these preseason markets. Those are the three names that I'm kind of uh, honing in on at the moment. Yeah, those are the the only takeaway for me is one. I mean, Matt Nagy came out afterwards and even after the very good performance by Justin Fields said, yeah, he's still our second string guy. It's still going to be Andy Dalton. And listen, he also followed that up with, and I think it's re- us, the kind of the thing that we've pointed out here, and I'm reading between the lines, but he said, hey, look, I'm going to do what's best for Justin Fields. I'm not going to do what's best for me or for the fans or whatever. I'm doing what's best for Justin Fields. 
That is, by the way, guys, that's read between the lines. And it's week one, we're at the Rams. And week three, we're at the Browns. Two of the top five defenses in all of the NFL in the first three weeks. And I'm not going to throw him to the Wolves whenever we have a soft landing spot in weeks four and five. And it makes all the sense in the world for him to come in and start weeks four and five. We're not going to win those games most likely anyway. And so why destroy the kid's confidence? Just let him come in in week four. So I kind of read between the lines on that one. And then I actually kind of have the the opposite thought uh, of you on San Francisco, because I actually think the soft schedule at the beginning leans them to take Jimmy Garoppolo and start Jimmy Garoppolo here because this this team has talent and this team has Super Bowl aspirations. And what you can't do is go on the road in week one against one of the worst teams in the NFL in the Lions and have rookie mistakes cost you a game and lose a game that you should be banking as a win for sure. And then week two against the Eagles, same deal there. So I can't imagine them sending a rookie quarterback on the road to start out his NFL career two weeks in a row, especially on a team that has Super Bowl aspirations. And like, you can't give away a game against the Lions or the Eagles and think that you're going to have a chance to win the Super Bowl, especially in that division that they're in and how difficult that division is going to be. So I kind of have an opposite thought of you there about the soft schedule actually kind of points more to Jimmy Garoppolo to me than it does to Trey Lance. And so I I think Jimmy Garoppolo starts. I think that Dandy Dalton starts. I do On the other hand, though, I am starting to come around on the thought that Mac Jones at least has a shot here because at the end of the day, Bill Belichick is Bill Belichick is not the type of guy that anyone's ever going to second guess. He's never going to get questioned. It's basically what Bill Belichick says is the gospel when it comes to all these things. And if he says, hey, this guy gives us the best chance to win, then everyone's going to buy into the fact that, that that Mac Jones gives them the best chance to win. So he's the only one that I could see really given uh, really getting a chance to start there in week one. Yeah, they they have zero allegiance to Cam Newton, and he showed that he can't be an accurate passer last season. He is in there as, you know, the the kind of single wing quarterback of of yesteryear where they're going to have to use him as a rusher so often. So, yeah, I think there's a I think there's a legitimate shot there. And there have been former Patriots that have come out and said they know just as much about what Bill Belichick's thinking now that they're outside the locker room as we do. But they're at least tapped in a little bit better than most people. And and they are predicting that Mac Jones is going to be the week one starter. So to still get two to one on him, I think, is is value. So and I I understand I hear your points and I can't disagree with the points that you made on Jimmy G. To me, it's more just the the line is off. I, I don't think he should be plus 300. So I'm. I'm just going to try and, and take a stab at a long shot there. I think those odds are too long. So if you head over to BetMGM, they have a tab that says, when you click on NFL, they have a tab that says specials. And if you head to specials, they have just some fun futures bets we thought we might want to touch on just a little bit here is uh, the first one is team with the fewest regular season wins. Texans is at, sitting at two to one. The Lions sitting at four to one. Jets eight to one, Jags ten to one, Bengals ten to one, and then everyone else after that. You wouldn't want to bet those teams anyway, most likely 16, 16, 20, 25, stuff like that. So um listen, everybody knows my thoughts on the Texans. I think they could be historically bad. I think they could be one of the very worst teams that we've ever seen in the NFL. I know there has been no official ruling on Deshaun Watson, but 
Stephen, if we go by precedent here and precedent has been set, I mean, if you look at the situation with Zeke Elliott, where he had to miss games, no charges filed, nothing going on against him, still suspended. If we go back a decade, Ben Roethlisberger, no charges against him, never was arrested, still was forced to miss games. Like there is a precedent in the NFL that if you have serious allegations against you, they will sit out and they will make you miss games one way, shape or form. And so I think that this is to Rod Taylor starting here. I think at some point they have to turn and play Davis Mills. If not, you wasted a third round pick in the draft. You wasted the first pick that you had in the draft. If if you're if you're not going to play Davis Mills, then what the hell are you doing drafting him in the third round whenever you know you're going to get a very high pick the next year? So um I am I already have a bet on the Texans to win the least amount of games in the in the NFL. And uh I got it a little bit better than two to one here, but I just it would be it would be shocking, shocking, shocking to me if the Texans wasn't the answer here outside of the fact that maybe whatever Joe Burrow goes down again for the Bengals or something, or, you know, not that I'm a Jared Goff believer, but Jared Goff goes down for the lions and they're both of these teams are just playing, you know, super, super scrub backup quarterbacks or something like that. But uh, as we sit right now, we can't predict injuries. We can't predict any of that stuff. So going by what I know and what I have on paper, the Texans are going to be the team of the few regular season wins. And this is not just a civil complaint anymore with Deshaun Watson. In the past couple of days, as we record this on a Wednesday, there is news that a grand jury will be convened on Deshaun Watson. So if you didn't think a team was going to trade for him before, they sure as hell aren't going to trade for him now while a grand jury sits and and deliberates whether or not charges should be brought against him. So now this is a criminal situation as well. So this is a complete holding pattern with Deshaun Watson. He will not take the field until the absolutely the criminal side is is wrapped up here and maybe even so the civil side. So uh, we we are nowhere near the finish line with this situation as the the season is fast approaching here. So he is not going to be on the field for anybody let alone the Houston Texans. Team with the most regular season wins. And I do think that there's an there's at least a debate to be had here on this one. I, I mean, we know who are likely to be the bottom feeders in the NFL, but there are a lot of teams with Super Bowl aspirations and a lot of teams that have increased and, and, and improved their teams over the offseason. If you're wondering, of course, the Chiefs are the favorite in this plus 350 to have the most regular season wins. Bucks right behind them at plus 450. The Bills at seven to one. Ravens eight to one. Browns nine to one. 49ers at 14. Rams at 14. And then everybody is 20 or longer past that. Um, Steven, listen, let's start at the top here. And you look at the Chiefs and the Bucks, the two teams in the Super Bowl last year, the Bucks return every single starter that they had on the team. The Chiefs go out, remake their offensive line because that ended up being the big problem for them as they got to the end of the last season. So both of these teams, rightfully so, sitting as the favorites for the most regular season wins. That being said, you always have to find the path to this not getting there. And so we know what that is for the Chiefs. It's something happened in Mahomes or an extended absence from a Tyreek Hill or Travis Kelsey or something like that. We know the path to this not happening for the Bucks as well. Um, 
and especially even on the Chiefs side, the AFC is just so going to be so competitive this year with the Bills, with the Ravens, with the Browns. You know, I mean, so many different teams that could step up and 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 really make a run at all this. So I just I know why they're three fifty and four fifty. I just couldn't put in a bet on either one of them at three fifty or four fifty. Yeah, this is a market where I'd be curious to kind of dabble on one of these you know, middle of, uh, not middle of the pack, but, you know, upper tier, but not the top of the board here. So, you know, a couple teams I'm, I'm looking at here potentially to maybe take a shot. You know, I know you are in love with the Cleveland Browns this year, and I get, I love their roster. They are one of the most, if not the most complete roster in the league, albeit they don't have the elite quarterback that Tampa Bay or Kansas City has. But just overall, from a roster standpoint, they look fantastic. So another team I'm kind of curious about is the San Francisco 49ers. And this is a team that had the top seed a couple of years ago. They finished one game behind the Ravens in 2019 for the best overall record. It is a difficult division, but in terms of opponent win totals, the 49ers have the easiest schedule in the NFL. So at plus 1,400, might be worth a roll of the dice there. Uh, so those are the two teams that I'm I'm kind of curious about here. Uh, curious if there's if it's not the Chiefs or the Bucks, where are your eyes going on this board? Yeah, no, I mean it, for me, I I really like the Browns. I mean, if you've been listening to our podcast here for the last month, you know how I feel about this Browns team. Uh, I I think that they have. I don't think that they have just division aspirations and division type talent. I think they have conference type talent. And I think that with that, I think that could also equal even Super Bowl type talent. And so I really do like them the best here. If I had to make a bet on this market, nine to one for them to have the most regular season wins. Um, And then I think if I'm going, if I'm going further than that, I just want to have like, a longer shot. I mean, and by the way, we should mention outside of the 49ers, the Browns have the second easiest schedule in the NFL as we approach this, uh, as we approach the season here. I think the other team that I might be looking at here, and and this would just be something would have to just run completely, completely pure with them, but it's it's also a lot about what the division that they play in you're getting 25 to one on the Cowboys. And I understand that the, that the defense still has a lot to be desired, but let's just say they run pure on defense. Let's just say that they happen to figure things out on the defensive side of the ball. We know one thing for sure. They're going to have a super, super potent offense between Dak Prescott, Ezekiel Elliott, CD lamb, Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup, Blake Jarwin. I mean, like you, the list goes on and on of all the playmakers, Tony Pollard that they have on the offensive side of the ball. And then I just go to that division that they play in. You're getting two against the giants. You're getting two against the football team. You're getting two against the Eagles. So those are guaranteed games that you get to play against teams that are, that their win projections are literally right at, or just below 500. So, um, if I had to have one of the long shots, at least I can draw a line to the Cowboys based strictly off the division that they play in and the fact that they're going to score points. It's just, can they keep the other team from scoring enough against them? I changed my mind. There's a team I like better than the Niners at 14 to one. And it's in that same tier that you have the Cowboys at 25 to one. What about the Packers at 22 to one? If we get 
you know, he's not going to be the Aaron Rodgers that we saw last year. He had the the highest touchdown percentage in NFL history last year in the modern era. So there's going to be a bit of regression there, but that doesn't mean that they still can't score a ton of touchdowns. And they went 13 and three a year ago. They had the best record in the conference on. They finished a game behind the Chiefs for the best record in the NFL. And on defense, they have a a premier shutdown corner in Jair Alexander. So that that can take away opposing teams, elite wide receivers, potentially. Um, The schedule is a tad difficult towards the end of the season. They have to play the Ravens and the Browns in consecutive weeks. They have the chiefs on the schedule. So, I mean, they it's, it's not an easy schedule, but at least the talent on the roster might be better than the, and the quarterback obviously is better than a couple of the other teams we just mentioned. No, I, I absolutely. I could see that that I could see them making a, a run in uh in something like this. No doubt. There's a couple of other interesting markets here. Um, we're looking any team to go 0 and 17. You're only getting 11 to 1. So I don't really love that one at the price that you're getting. I mean, listen, we saw a really, really terrible couple of terrible, terrible teams last year in the Jags and the Jets, and they didn't go uh, over. And now there's an extra game as well for them to try and win as well. Remember 17 game season this year. So, uh, 17 and O is only getting 20 to one. I can't imagine a team going undefeated, especially with there being 17 games in the season. Steven, this is the one of the things we have to handicap when we see these markets is if a team is that dominant, if they're sitting 15 and O with two weeks left to go in the season, they've likely secured and locked up every single anything that they can possibly lock up. And there's all the incentive in the world to then rest your starters and rest your players and and all of that as you head into the playoffs. And so um, for me, I can't bet the 017 at 11 because I don't think the price is good enough. And then the 17 and 0, I just don't see, especially with us going to 17 games in the regular season, I just cannot see a team going 17 and 0 specifically for like I said if they if they get close enough 14 15 even 16 uh, I could see everybody getting rest for for that team uh, after playing a, a longer season this year. Yeah, I mean if I'm going to bet that I I think we can get a better price just betting on the Texans to go 0 and 17. That's what that's what right. how I would attack that. The the one that has me curious here is the market for most regular season points scored. Do you remember who led the league last year in most regular season points scored? You had to guess. I'm going to I'm going to go I'm going to go with the uh I'm going to go with the Packers. Good call. It was the Packers and they are the fourth choice on the board here at 12 to 1. The Chiefs and the Bucks are the favorites in this market at plus 500 and plus 800 respectively. The Bills are at 10 to 1 and then you have the Packers at 12 to 1. It was the Packers and the Bills who were the leaders in this category a year ago, followed by the Bucks and then believe it or not, the Tennessee Titans were in fourth and you can get the Titans right now at 20 to 1 in this market. So, uh maybe maybe some value there. I for me, I like the Bills just because they they have no problem abandoning the run and going with a extremely pass-heavy offense. They bring back literally the entire coaching staff on offense. 
Brian Dable and Josh Allen is one of my favorite, if not the favorite quarterback offensive coordinator combinations in the NFL right now. And the more you pass, the more chance you have to score a lot of points. So uh, that's that is the the highly efficient way to go about it. We know that at this point, and he has no problem with just abandoning the run at any given point. So uh, ten to one on the Bills here is is interesting to me. Again, guys, you head over to the NFL tab. It's under specials, and there's just other ways that you can bet these preseason, you know, bet these markets as we head in, you know, while we're still two weeks left in the preseason here. I mean, there are, as we just talked about, fewest wins, most wins, most points, fewest points allowed. There's all kinds of different ways you can go in outside of just betting these strictly, you know. X team's going to win this division. X team's going to win this conference, you know, win total over under stuff like that. There's all these other ways that you can bet. So just hit that specials tab and, it is. Uh, it's pretty interesting. It's pretty fun, regardless, to look and see what the the odds are for these various teams for these various markets. We're going to talk some fantasy football here in a second, just after we talk with our friends over at BetMGM. Bet basketball, baseball, or hockey with a risk-free bet up to $600 at BetMGM. Sign up and use bonus code THELINES and you're on your way with the king of sportsbooks. Get the BetMGM app today and use promo code THELINES to make a risk-free bet up to $600. This is a new customer offer. Paid in free bets. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years or older to wager. Colorado, Indiana, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Nevada, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, or West Virginia only excludes Michigan disassociated persons. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem. Call one 800 5 522-4700 in Colorado, Nevada, and Virginia, 1-800-270-7117. For confidential help in Michigan, 1-800-GAMBLER in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and West Virginia, and 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa and Tennessee. Call or text the red line at 800-889-9789. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-9WITH-IT in Indiana. Promotional offer not available in Nevada. 